Is your reality the death of the fish or is your reality the beautiful beach? The millennial generation is as follows. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. Hey, welcome back from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona in the southwestern portion of the United States of America in the monsoon-riddled Phoenix area. This is the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. This is Tony Dufresne, PhD, your host. And uh, just quickly, one of these days I'm going to spin the camera around and I'm going to show you the uh, people, the, the guys that tee off here on the fourth tee of this municipal hacker golf course. And you'll you'll definitely feel better about your golf swing and probably your life in general. So I wanted to uh, talk about relationships today. And I wanted, I'm, I'm going to get to improving your relationship in sort of a roundabout way by talking about two doctors and one story. Now, of course, as you know, if you've listened to a couple of the podcasts over the past few months from me, you know that my daughter's going through leukemia treatment and she's, and there's a lot of chemotherapy. It's a pretty in-depth process and which I didn't know about until I had to know about it. And I'm not going to go through all of that stuff, but I wanted to bring up a very specific story that has happened regarding that. And it has to do with her diagnosis and the two different hospitals that she's getting treatment for this. Now, when she first went in for treatment, she went into a hospital here in town. It's the MD Anderson Center. It's a it's a banner gateway out in Mesa. Doesn't really matter if you know that or not. I'm just kind of giving you a little bit of a background. So when when she went in and we and myself and her husband went in and we sat down and the doctor who happens to, at Banner happens to be a guy named Doctor Boss, big guy, young guy, great guy, and he sat down and was extremely positive and caring and enthusiastic and empathetic, and what he did was. He informed us about what the situation was with her, the specific situation, because you can have different types of leukemia. You can have different chromosomes. There's a whole bunch of stuff that can go on. But basically, the bottom line is people would like to know where they stand now and what it's going to take to get them better. And everybody's different. And there's a different line of treatment for each specific way that you line up for that. So what he did was... He sat down and he said, okay, this is what we know. These are from your tests and here are the specifics. This is what you have and this is what needs to get treated. And it's not an easy road and there might maybe some bumps along the way. Now, he he indicated that it's not easy. He indicated that there are some statistics out there that you have to battle through this particular disease. And yeah, pretty much everybody knows you can look that up anywhere. Here's, here's what he did, though. He threw out all of that stuff, all the facts. And then he said, but. And this is where the key is. He reframed everything to the positive. He reframed everything to the caring, empathetic, you know, that you can do this type of a thing. And this is what he did. He said, but here are your advantages in this situation. He framed this based on her advantages going into this. You are young. You are healthy. You have an amazing support group. You. This is your specific risk level. It could be worse. You're in the intermediate range. 
are Caucasian, which in this circumstance, because of donor uh, situations, donor availability actually works in her favor, being a female uh, Caucasian. Through the entire process of us going through this information session with him, it was about best case. It was about her strengths going into it. And I have to tell you, the month that she was in the hospital and the few weeks afterwards when she was dealing specifically with him and with Banner Gateway, there were some tough days. But the overall attitude, not only of Dr. Boss, but of the staff as well, was framed on the positive, framed on the advantages. And it makes a huge difference to patients when you're going in and you're looking at it and the energy is there from that. So she gets out and because of insurance situation, she's got to go to the Mayo Clinic. Now, if you know anything about the Mayo Clinic, as a matter of fact, Ken Burns did a documentary on the Mayo Clinic. They really pioneered patient-centric care, which means they're all about the patient. They're all about understanding that the you know, being empathetic and realizing what they're going through. I mean, this is the, the cornerstone of this entire company is based on that so so she goes to mayo and her husband and i go with her and we do the introduction to the new doctor that's going to be taking over her stem cell replacement which is the second and last step in this whole process the first step is major chemo and she did that at banner and then uh, she's got the stem cell replacement at mayo so we roll in and we met the doctor, and it was she, a, a, a woman doctor, very good at what she does, um, very well regarded in her field in terms of being an expert, and she seemed very nice sitting down, talking to her. Here's the difference. She sat down with us and started going over the stats, same as before, as, as the previous doctor, but here's the twist. She focused on the statistics, the hard journey, said it was going to be really hard, said she was going to get really sick. And in that specific meeting, she said, you have a chance of dying. Legitimately said that out loud to her. You have a chance of dying. To somebody who has just gone through six weeks of chemotherapy and is looking to get a lifeline and to get better, by going to this patient-centric hospital and getting donor stem cells from somebody and getting rid of this terrible disease. The, she said in that meeting, you have a chance of dying. So I remember in that moment, it was either myself or her husband spoke up and we tried to sort of reframe things a little bit and kind of get it off that specific Phrase because I mean, let's be honest, would any of us want to sit there? We know this, we know what cancer is, we know what the possibilities are. Do we need to hear something like that? Is the question. So, after the meeting, my daughter had a bit of a hard time because she didn't want to hear that. Doesn't necessarily, Dr. Boss could have said the same thing, the first doctor could have said the same thing because the reality exists, right. That situation exists in that reality. The positive and the negative exists in the real. That they're, they both have possibilities. 
But can you see the difference in terms of the of the approach to that? So we had to talk her down a little bit from there. Now, that wasn't the worst part, though. The worst part was she had a second meeting with this doctor and she went on her own. I should have known to go with, but I was busy at the time and she went on her own. At that time, the doctor again reiterated that she could die. And actually talking to my daughter in the times that she has spoken to this doctor, this doctor has mentioned she could die four times. Can you see where there's one picture and there's two frames? You can, you can frame something however you wish. And as a small example of this, let me paint this picture for you. It's like going to a beautiful beach and finding uh, like a dead fish that happened to like wash up on the shore and just sitting there and looking at that dead fish and, and then defining your entire experience by there is death on this beach instead of taking a step back, looking around and saying this is an incredibly beautiful beach. There unfortunately happens to be a dead fish there, but look at where I'm at. This is beautiful. You can actually frame the same thing multiple ways. And the thing I get from my clients a lot when I introduce this concept to them, because a lot of people automatically frame things in a negative way. And a lot of it has to do with trying to protect yourself. If you can see how that works, people don't want to be surprised. They want to be ready for something that happened. They think they need to be ready for everything that, that could possibly bad that could happen to them. But do you see how if you try to get ready for any possible bad thing that can happen to you, you're actually bringing on that. You're actually framing your reality to see anything possibly bad. We all do this. Most of it has to do with how we were raised and how we are kind of both put together. It's a nature nurture thing. And that's where it all ties into relationships. Because if you take a look at reframing or just framing your life and having one reality and a number of ways you can see the reality, I'd like to ask you how you frame things in your relationships. Do you frame things like I'm ready for something bad to happen? Do you frame things like people are talking about me behind my back? Do you frame things like this person will support me regardless, even if they're pissed off at me? How do you frame things in your life is exactly how your life will go, is, is exactly how fulfilling it will be or not. You can frame things like your friends have to be 100% loyal and if, and if they make one small mistake, they are out. You can do that with intimate relationships as well. Husbands, wives, girlfriends, boyfriends. If you put those expectations on somebody, that's how you're going to, you're basically setting the whole thing up for failure. We do that a lot in a lot. Some people do that in certain parts of their lives and they don't in others. So that brings me to my call to action to you. And the question that I ask my clients, and that is an extremely valuable question to ask yourself How do you frame things? The things that are bothering you in your particular life right now, the things that aren't working for you right now, the things that you may consider right now obstacles in your life to getting where you want to go, how are you framing them? 
Are you framing not having enough money right now to do your marketing as a block to continue forward? Because to be honest with you, there's a lot of different ways you can go about marketing without having a ton of dough and throwing it out there. A lot of times when we set it up to where the next step can happen only if this happens is an amazing way to keep yourself stuck. Because that's not how life works, is it? I mean, take a look back at the times when you've endured something. You've gone, you went through something. (laughs) More than likely, you didn't necessarily want to take that trip. But for some reason or another, you had to get through, you had to, to battle adversity on something to learn and to grow and to move forward. I would assume in that circumstance that you ended up doing something that probably wasn't your first choice or you probably didn't even understand that that was an option. But you reframed that reality to find your solution, to find a way to get past something. And that's the whole point in terms of the same reality and two frames with the two doctors and and my daughter going through this cancer treatment. It's the same thing with you and your relationships seeing the reality of people in your life, but you framing it as though they're either for you or against you, or you're framing them into too tight of an expectation window for them to be okay with you. And and a lot of times when we do that with relationships, we're not allowing people to be people because we're a mess (laughs) and we have our good days and we have our bad days. And just because a friend or a loved one is having a bad day or having to deal with something on their own and their mind may be on that more so than being attention towards you, then they may not be honoring that small frame that you've put them in in terms of your expectations. So that's why this call to action is very, very important for you moving forward on your journey as well as for you cultivating and maintaining really good, positive, healthy relationships with people. Remember, the beach is a beautiful beach. It has its beauty. It also has its tragedy with the fish or with maybe an ugly pile of seaweed or something. It all exists. So what are you staring at? Is your reality the death of the fish or is your reality the beautiful beach? They both exist. You choose. That's the show for this week. Remember, you can go to javabud.com for all of your entertainment needs. Uh, I'm always open to whatever you have to throw out to me if you want to question or comment on anything. It's Tony at javabud.com, J-A-V-A-B-U-D. You can uh, get the book Surrounded by Idiots on Amazon and uh, fun fact, it's actually selling uh, more in uh, over in Europe than it is here. So thanks, all you European friends out there. You can hear me on pretty much every podcast platform known to man. And soon enough, as soon as Amazon gets over the fact that Idiots is in the name of my podcast uh, flash briefings, believe it or not, they're having a problem with the word idiots, saying it's vulgar. But maybe I'll do a whole show on that later. But nonetheless, I'm battling with that. If I can get that figured out, it will be a flash briefing on Alexa. And I will let you know if if and when that happens. I hope things are great. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.